I hate when people say, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's both, man. You need to get good at something and get to know a lot of people. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, it's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy, and it's time for episode 90 of the McMethod Marketing Podcast, where you'll discover how to get more customers in less time with less effort, with less hassle, and uh, make more money from every single person that comes through your doors, on the metaphorical doors of your website. Today, I'm working on that tagline there. Today, I'll be talking to Travis Rosser. Now, Travis is uh, one of the founders or creators of Kajabi, a uh, membership platform. Now, what's interesting about Travis and his partner, Kenny, is the way they got started is they're both programmers, and they, they basically hit up a whole bunch of experts on uh, you know gurus or well-known guys in the industry on Twitter and uh, you know networked with them and, and found out that they wanted a, you know a membership platform so they created one and that's how they built a business right? making relationships with the right people so today we're going to talk about the whole you know all about membership sites and you know what sort of you know what the I guess the secret ingredient of a membership site is which it's not that secret it's not really this magic thing this is something I talk about a lot and uh, you know the difference between recurring and one time which one's better what metrics to pay attention to, all this kind of stuff that matters when you have a membership site, how to make it work. Because membership sites, especially recurring ones, they are amazing in terms of what you can do with them. So to get the show notes of this episode of the McMethod Marketing Podcast, go to themcmethod.com slash 90. Now this week's McMaster's Insight of the Week is this. Here's a question for you. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? You've got to be willing to do whatever it takes to get healthy, to you know, build your business into the business you want and to having the relationship you want. It could be anything. The reason I mention this is, you know, I spoke to a, I guess, a mentor of mine, and he made a really good point that the people who are successful in life at anything, not just business, in at anything, I mean, you really, they get to that point where it's like, look, I'm going to be successful. I don't care what it takes. You know, you want me to wake up at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., 4 a.m., 3 a.m., and one guy is doing that. I'm going to go do that, you know? And there's this attitude. It's not that you have to wake up at 3 a.m. To, to be successful. I don't think that. It's that you have to have this attitude where you're willing to do pretty much whatever it takes to be successful, as long as it's ethical and moral and all that. But, but you're not going to you know, bitch out, basically. You're not going to make excuses. So, I reckon, I mean, that's really the insight this week. Ask yourself, are you willing to do whatever it takes to be successful? Uh, you know, or do you want to take things easier? You don't, it, uh, there's not a right answer to this. It's not a perfect, you, know, you don't have to do one thing or the other. But definitely something to think about because if you can realize that you are willing to do whatever it takes, it's going to get a whole lot easier because you'll be working harder and things will really start to happen. That's where the magic happens. So that's this week's McMaster's Insight of the Week. If you want more insights like this, business building, life growth, all that sort of stuff, insights like this, you should join McMaster's. It's a private training community. Okay, There is a forum in there where you can get advice from me. There's training products on how to write an autoresponder, how to build a sales funnel. It's all really built around the idea of how to build the business that you want and automate that sales and marketing process. Okay, so it operates 24-7. Pretty cool stuff. If you want to learn more about it, go to themcmethod.com slash McMasters, and I'll see you inside. Anyway, that's it for now. Let's get into the interview with Mr. Travis Rosser. It's John McIntyre here, the autoresponder guy. I'm here with Travis from Kajabi. Now, Kajabi is one of the easiest ways for you to sell content in digital courses. It's a great uh, online membership platform. And uh, they also do, they just launched a, well, they launched a product called Megaphone, which is a, a bit of an opt-in or lead pages sort of app. And uh, they've got another product coming called Kajabi Next, which makes it real easy to create digital 
courses from what I know of. So today, the reason I got Travis on was someone in uh, one of the listeners, the, the McMethod Marketing Podcast listeners, sent me an email and said, man, you got to get Travis. you got to get someone from Kajabi on the podcast and talk to them about software, about membership platforms, and see, you know, find out what they think about the whole thing. So you know, when sent them an email and here we are. So we're going to get into some of the cool stuff that uh, these guys are up to. Travis, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great. This is awesome. Thanks for inviting me on your show. I'm excited to talk about some cool stuff today. Cool, man. Cool. I'm pumped to have you on. Before we get into some of the, the, the I guess, the content, can you yes. give the listener a bit of a background on, you know, who is Travis? And I know you have the business partner, Kenny. So what do you guys do? And you know, what's your thing? Yeah, so Kenny and I have been friends for over 15 years. Uh, we both come from the software industry. Uh, we've worked for tons of big companies. We're in Southern California, and there's there's all kinds of companies down here. And, um, you know, we used to always meet for lunch. We're like, hey, man, one day we're going to going to build a business. We're going to do something online. And then in 2009, this is kind of how Kajabi was born. It's kind of weird. Kenny had invented this kid's car wash that he made out of PVC pipe. Like he Hmm. went to Home Depot and he bought all these PVC pipes. He put them together. He drilled holes in them. And it was like this cool car wash for like kids' bikes and stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah. Because both Kenny and I have like, I know, isn't it random? Both Kenny and I have these young kids. And, um, and we're like, this is a cool toy. Let's start selling this online. And, and then I'm like, man, I'm too lazy. I don't want to ship all this stuff. Mm. So, so then we're like, well, what if we make some videos on, on how to build it? And we'll, we'll just make a little, little simple course on how to build this, um, this kid's car wash. And you know, both of us are software guys. We're super technical. And as we start to figure out which WordPress plugin and how do we connect to ClickBank, all this stuff, I was like, dang, this is hard. And then I thought... What if this is this is hard for everybody who wants to sell something online? And this was July of 2009, and we're like, "Hey, I, I think we could build a platform that does this for people." Hmm. And you know, back then we didn't know anybody. I didn't know any, like Frank Kern and John Reese and uh, Jeff Walker, Brendan Bouchard. We didn't know any of those guys back then. But using Twitter, um, we just started like you know connecting with these guys and you know doing like programming work for them and just kind of building that trust. And then we let them use Kajabi first. So we actually built it. And then those guys launched in uh, the beginning of 2010. They started launching courses using Kajabi Next. And then in October, we launched it to the, the public. And overnight, we got like thousands of customers. And it was just chaos ever since. And uh, four years later, um, we, I think over 5 million students have taken a course on Kajabi Next. Or I'm sorry, Kajabi and been part of a membership you know, site and our customers have made over a hundred million dollars. So wow. it's just crazy how two friends have this idea and now it's like this platform that helps all these people. It's, yeah. it's awesome. So I think what's cool about that story too is that you guys just jumped on Twitter and did some just some like old school hustling. Like it wasn't like yeah, a yeah. crazy cold calling deal or anything like that. You just you just reached yeah. out and made some connections. Yeah, we we just took what we were good at, which was building websites and doing stuff like that and connected because I hate when people say, you know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. It's both, man. You need to get good at something and get to know a lot of people. Absolutely. And when you do that, like, awesome things happen. So yeah man. yeah, man. That's how I got my start too. Like, you know, I'm a copywriter and you're living here in Thailand and people hear that something like, Wow, you know, you this young guy, you've kinda of left your job and you're living in Thailand. And uh, it started with, you know, the whole reason it kind of you know, happened was because I learned how to write copy and then I kind of knew the right people and was able to build a relationship out of it or build a business out of that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it can't be one or the other. You really do need both. Yeah, and, and there's something about hustling and the opportunity of internet, man. You can really 
you really change change your life and change other people's lives. So. Absolutely. You know, one thing I've realized lately, Travis, is that uh, you know, you know, a couple of years back, I was thinking, you know, I'll do these internet things. So I can go on, you know, you know, live in Thailand and have these four-hour work week, you know, this Tim Ferriss lifestyle, and all that sort of, like thinking about the benefit, the destination kind of thing. What I realized recently, though, is the reason I like to do it. It's just because it's man, it's so much fun. Like waking up and hustling and like being like, I'm gonna yeah, go sure. make something happen. Like just that is that's yeah. like the fun part that I think drives a lot of people to get into business and do well. Sure. No, I, I I've been ever since I was a little kid. You know, I grew up on a little small farm here in California, and you know, I've always had this vision of something bigger and like creating stuff and being an entrepreneur. I remember I used to take the fruit from my my parents' farm. And, and you couldn't really sell fruit locally because nobody cared because they could just go pick it for free, you know? So, so as soon as I could drive, I would drive like three hours away and I would start selling fruit. And then I, I found this, um, this air freshener and it was made out of citrus. So like it was made from real oranges. And I would sell these oranges and then I would spray this like citrus spray in the air. And people would walk by and go, oh man, your oranges smell amazing. <laughs> and I just love the concept of marketing and selling just – the opportunity, I love that stuff. Yeah. So. Nice, Sorry. man. Well, cool. Well, let's get into some of this, uh, some of this stuff with the content and the memberships. Let's sure. Tell me a bit about. Um, I mean, we, we talked about this before. You know, we go in two directions with this, or we can go in both. And we talk about sure. the software aspect or the membership aspect. One thing I think we should start with is the membership side of things. So, sure. Sure. what what sort of stuff are you seeing with? Uh, you know, if you got all these different customers who are using it to build sites and communities, and what's the listener, someone listening to this is probably going to be wondering one of the first questions. This is a question I have because I have a community as well. And mm-hmm. I want to know, like, how do you actually build, not only build a good community, but keep people around? Because a lot of these things where people pay 100 bucks a month or 50 yep. bucks a month to stick around. So what's the, is there a secret to it or is there, you know, what are people well, doing? I think it's the same thing we just talked about before. You got to have that same passion, that same hustle. You got to bring it into your membership site or your online content. I think a lot of times people think they can just set it and forget it. And those type of membership sites tend to have a huge refund rate. But like our customers who have huge passion and really genuine and they're constantly putting in good content, you know, their customers are super stoked. And with our system, you know, right away we built in the social aspects. You can go in there and you can interact with customers. You can talk to them. They can leave you feedback. So I think really connecting with them and being genuine and and just always hustling keeps people around. So that's probably my probably first advice I'd give them. Mm, I like it, man. I think the, the cool part about it, like one thing I found, so this is probably episode 90 or 80 or 90 of this podcast and uh, you know, I've talking to so many different people about marketing and copywriting and all that stuff. What I've noticed is that there's not really any secrets, man. Like there's no, there's no magic. Yeah. Like it's like build a good business and have shit that people actually want. Well, I think the biggest thing is execution. You know, a lot of people are going to be listening to this and they have all kinds of great ideas but are they going to do anything about it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I think, you know, everybody has great ideas, but ideas are worthless. You know, they're just going to keep on coming. Yep. The people who succeed are, are the people who get up and actually do something about it. So, yeah, man. Dude, yeah, it's just such, like, <laughs> such like a classic thing, man. I mean, one thing, I've struggled with it too. Like, I don't know, we all do. Yeah. You go through those stages where, you know, you're talking about stuff, you're not really doing much. And uh, eventually you realize that, you know, you, you just got to get up. Like, just focus on one thing and grind on it. And just that that actually better. because you know I used to follow that whole theory multiple streams of income which I think is awesome at a certain point but to get momentum you got to stay laser focused on one thing mm-hmm. because it'll be multiple streams of distraction from whatever that one thing is you know mm-hmm. I I, I, call, I call it single tasking you know focus on that one thing until you get that done and then move on to the next thing but you know when we first built Kajabi we, and it happened to us too when we had this idea for that kids car wash. 
we got distracted by the technology, but but by building a platform like Kajabi and Kajabi Next, um, you don't have to think about that anymore. You can take those creative ideas and you can execute on them in, in moments. I mean, the new system that we're coming out with this fall, um, Kajabi Next, is so easy to build an online course and an online membership site that I'm excited to see what people are going to build because there's no more barriers of technology at all anymore. Right, right. And one thing but, I want to know is uh, this idea of like, I think a lot of people are in a position where they've got, uh, you know, they've been working, they've been, you know, maybe they've got a product or an ebook or some sort of info thing that they're selling, but they're not really sure about the membership. Like, it sounds kind of daunting, and not just because of the technical side, but also because yep. of the, well, you know, it just sounds like such a big deal, and I don't know if I can get people to do that, and, you know, they're just, they're just not sort of as right for their business right now. So, how do you know? Yeah, well, I think. I think the, the biggest thing is to find people with passion. And if you have that same passion, it helps. I, I can't imagine doing a membership site about something that I didn't have passion about. But when I think about the things that I love, oh, man, I, I'm all over that stuff. Like I love playing hockey. I love doing stuff with my kids. I mean, um, my, my son won the, uh, the, what's called the Pinewood Derby in, in Boy Scouts last year. It's when you build those little wooden cars and you put them down the ramps and they, they time them and stuff. And, mm. man, over the years, we've been trying to win that forever, and I'm always going online and signing up for stuff, and you know, watching videos and paying all this money. When when you dial into that that passion and you have that same passion, I mean, that that's the winning formula, hmm. really. So, and, and do you think someone can get like so? Like, let's say someone has a site, right? They got a product that they're selling, they're making regular sales, and and they got some traffic coming in. At what point is it the right time to start a membership, or should they just you know, if they got passion and they're willing to hustle and willing to put something together, they can just start whenever? Well, yeah, it, it might be daunting to start with that. I, I might actually do some list building with some of my my content and test it out and kind of get an interest out there. And then I think from there, you're really going to see the opportunity to build that membership site. Mm. So, you know, I starting with it, it's like people way back in the day thought they had to do a launch first when they would have been better just focus on list building and, and getting getting the word out there about their content. So, absolutely. I mean, that's what I found with mine. I mean, when I when I uh, when I did mine, it was about I think it was back in March this year. I, yeah. I it wasn't really a launch. I already had an email list, so I kind of set it up, put some content in there, and, and sent out a few emails. I guess it was a mini launch, just a bit, nothing fancy, and yeah. uh, put put I think it was twenty or thirty people in there. I think it was about thirty people initially. It wasn't massive. It wasn't this raging yeah, success, a but it was yeah. a start. Yeah. And then what I've done from that is I've noticed that it's just just by showing up every day, adding a bit more yep. content, tweaking this and tweaking that, it gradually gets better. And if you track the right stats, the metrics—that's probably nothing we can talk about in a bit. You can actually, you know, look at you know when you need to improve and how you need to improve and all that. It's actually quite fun because people yeah, keep sure. paying and you keep delivering yep. content. So. You know, there's something about that when you start seeing those sales coming, and that that also motivates you at a whole other level. So yeah, there's recurring. I mean, that, that's another question: is like, how do you? What do you think about like recurring versus one-time payments? Well, you know, most of our Kajabi customers are doing a one-time course payment, but you know, there is there is there is a percentage of them that are doing that that monthly um, monthly fee. Like Chris Farrell, if you've ever heard of him online, he's he's really an expert in that space and he does it by providing that value every single month. He's just constantly adding more content. So if you have, you know, a niche or, or you're, you're focused on, on that kind of passion where you can always keep adding more content, then you're, you're, you're set for membership. You're perfect for that. But if you're really just going to teach them that one thing, like, you know, how, how to build a kid's car wash or, or how, how to bake a cake or whatever it is, that's going to be a little bit more difficult to support uh, a membership. But, you know, 
in time, you're going to know because your customers are going to start telling you that. They're going to be like, hey, you know, I love this type of content or this stuff is amazing. So, yeah. So, I mean, if you're doing like a kid's car wash, what you really need, like if you want to do the ongoing thing, you really need to form yeah. like a community that's about kids. So, how, you know, doing, doing stuff, sure. stuff with kids because that's exactly. something that parents will pay for ongoing. Exactly. Like, like yeah, you could do a whole do-it-yourself site for, for parents to build cool toys at home. You know I mean? That would be awesome. I know there's so many opportunities. It's crazy. Like, like we, we have a guy who does a cigar of the month club. Okay. So he's actually physically mailing the cigar to all of his customers. So they're paying him on a recurring basis. And then he has a Kajabi site that has information about each one of those cigars, like where it was cut, you know, how to, how, how to what kind of humidifier, whatever the, the Herbert, I can't even say that word, but you know what I mean? Those little things that keeps the cigars, you know, fresh. Mm. It's like content around that passion. Then, you know, you're, you're set with something like that. Yeah, man. Maybe you do the same thing. Wine. Wine would work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wine would work. Um, anything that has to do with kids, anything, anything has to do with pets, right, technology. Right. Like, like one of our guys here does a, um, a, like a whole video course on coding, and he's, he's going to set that up as a membership site just because you can keep adding content, you can keep improving, and, and your customers are going to keep demanding that. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What about uh, you know metrics? What do you think when it comes to like if you wanted to measure the success of mm-hmm. a? I mean, if it's a one-time product, that's one thing. You know, you're looking at your you know your refund rate, that kind of thing, and your conversion rate. But when it gets into recurring, this is uh, you know this is a bit of a challenge. Is measuring stuff like you know what metrics should you know should you be measuring and how you know what's the best way to measure them? Well, I think the first thing is you need to figure out how long does a customer say you know stay. You know, what is your customer value? Do they stay for three months? Do they stay for six months? Or do they just love you and they never? quit you need to get to know those numbers right away because then you'll know how much you know how much you have to spend on that new customer you know every single customer is worth 500 bucks to you hmm. so then you know I, I can spend up to that and i'm doing great the other thing is you need to figure out you know when do they fall off and why now that's something as a software owner we're constantly like okay customers stay on average this long and you know why are they falling off and you want to keep improving to figure out why why they're doing that. And the awesome thing is with Kajabi Next, this new platform that we're coming out with, you'll actually be able to see each video, like how much of this video did they watch? You know, when did they fall off? And you might actually find out, crap, half my content isn't even interesting to my audience. I need to work on that, you know? So mm-hmm. it's a lot of different matrix you can look at. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, one thing I've struggled with with mine is just sort of like the, it's, I mean, the measuring of it. I find the measure, like if you're looking at like how long does someone stay, that, like it's, that, that can be quite difficult to, to measure in the sense that, you know, I have a spreadsheet, right? And I might look at well, how many members sure. joined, how many left, but it's quite hard yep. to be like, all right, well, how many people in March who joined in March are still here yep. today? Well, like, how yeah. can I track that and say cohort? I think it's a technical term. How can I track that yeah. cohort and figure out how long all of them stayed? Because if I'm looking at like the entire thing from March through to now, there's going to be people who signed up in the last two months who haven't been out their life cycle, you know, haven't lived out their customer life cycle yet. So the the data is going to be skewed. So I've always, you know, for me, I've, I've had, you know, it's been a bit of a challenge just figuring out how to measure the lifetime value in an accurate way, in, in a way that doesn't take, you know, too much time. Yeah, I, I think just finding those, like what, what we call it here is we call it churn, you know, really like how, how long does the customer stay before they... Yeah. Before they churn out of that monthly uh, recurring revenue, you have to. And I'm not an expert on that by any means, because like you said, that those it can be kind of quite daunting. And in a way, you know, maybe you don't focus on that too much. You just keep creating good content, and if people keep if people keep signing up, mm. then you must be on to something, right? So 
Right, right, right. What sort of churn rate? I'm curious. I don't know if you if you have this data from some of the customers, but I'm curious. What sort of churn rate do you see with like obviously it's different for SaaS. You know, when someone gets locked into a SaaS thing, yeah. they're gonna you know they might they might need that for the next three years. Whereas with a yeah. membership platform, it's a little bit different. Where they kind of come in, they do the course, it might be a great course, but then after that, it's kind of like why would they stick around? So what sort of churn rates? Are, you know, what's a good an acceptable churn rate for like in a membership how to website? Yeah, I mean for us, I, I can't even remember what 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 the figures where there was a time when we were very dialed into that we knew exactly like we need to keep it under you know 20% or dropping out or what. I don't I don't even remember what that was so I probably don't have the best answer for that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with those kind of numbers so Okay. Okay. Because I, yeah, it's just, it's just very curious. One thing I did, you know, I was at a conference recently in Bangkok, and one of the speakers he talked a lot about. He's got a couple of software companies, and he mentioned that one way you do your, uh, you know, you can look at your churn rate, but then you can take your monthly cost. So say it's a hundred bucks a month, and your churn rate is say thirty percent. You divide, you, know, you take your monthly cost and divide that by thirty percent to get your lifetime value, which in that case would be three hundred and thirty-three bucks. Sure. So I mean, yep. I thought that was a pretty cool. That's a pretty simple way to to figure out. The great thing though about recurring, and why I like to suggest. It for anyone listening to this is that uh, you know that say you know let's say you know you had the churn rate of thirty percent and you had a hundred buck product and you got three hundred and thirty three dollar lifetime value. What's cool about that is it's a moving target. So every time you improve the product, that churn rate goes down. It might only go down a little bit, but it's still going down. And you're going to go from three thirty three to three forty dollars, and then to three fifty, and then eventually to four hundred dollars. So it's and there's like there's always going to be a couple of people or a handful of people who, who just never leave. They just like you yeah, and they think you're awesome. Exactly. They just want to buy yeah. everything. So yep. the sort of that lifetime value, I like the idea, and this, this only happens when you get into recurring, some, like, it's always growing, and that's, that's a yeah. really magical thing. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, especially as a software company, we have the same experience where as long as we keep improving and we keep making it better, sure, people are going to drop out, but you're going to keep making progress every single, single month, and that can be really exciting when you start looking at those kind of numbers, especially you know, when you just you're doing something you love every single day. Right. Now, one thing I'm wondering about, I don't know if this, uh, if you guys do this with Kajabi or not, is the issue or the idea of having a forum inside <laughs> a paid membership site. Do you recommend it? Yeah, you know, the biggest thing is, and Kajabi does have that all built in. We have like a whole area where you can, you can discuss topics and all kinds of cool stuff. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta make sure you're on top of that because if you open something like that and you just kind of let it go, I mean, it's going to take on a life of its own. You want to make sure that if you have a membership site and let, let's say it's about, you know, cigars or whatever it is, you better make sure you're in there interacting with your audience. You know, otherwise, you have no idea where it's going to go. So you got to be committed once you're doing that. But at the same time, that community is going to create new content for you. It's going to create even more interest and even more reasons why some of them would stay with that. Because we've heard examples of people joining Kajabi um, sites or Kajabi courses and then you know interacting with each other in the comments and in the forum and, and actually becoming friends and you know staying committed to to that course. So. The social part can be pretty powerful. Yeah, it's just one of those issues where it's it's a bit like I mean, for, and then that makes it more challenging, right? Like it's one thing to set up like a couple of videos inside a membership area, but it's mm-hmm. another thing to kind of set up. Oh, let's have a community. Let's get this forum going because then you sure. have people logging in and interacting and all that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. One cha- you know, one thing I've had, one, one issue I've had, and I think a lot of people face this challenge because it's it's such a great position to be in when you do have that kind of business with um, 
the recurring revenue coming in. But uh, it can be quite hard to get that forum going and to, and to you know, trigger that. So well, do you have any ideas for engagement or what sort of works to keep um, – like to build that sort of community? Well, I think one of the things in the beauty of what we have at, with Kajabi is you actually can kind of set up the forum however you want. So if you're building like, – like you can set up different categories and different topics – and we go with the approach where it's a very simple and clean uh, user experience. You know, if you have relevant to- topics in there and you're interacting with your audience, you know, you're saying, hey, go to the forum and make sure, you, you know, you're letting us know about this or you're asking questions about that, you can really get the snowball, you know, rolling down the hill. And then, then the community is going to start interacting right away. Uh, one of our customers, Trey Smith, does like a, an, iPhone, an iPhone membership site on how to build iPhone games. And, and as soon as he turned on his form, it was like right away people are like interacting. So, I mean, as long as it's relevant to your course, you're going to see some engagement with it. Yeah. So, I think it's one of these things where like you've got to, I mean, like you need the great content. It's got to be relevant. You've got to be having stuff that people actually care about. And as long as that's the foundation, well, the forum can enhance that. But if you, know, if you don't yeah. have that, so, go work on that before you start looking into the forum. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, what about, uh, you know, I'm kind of... Think about some more stuff. What about mistakes? What sort of mistakes do you see people making when they're trying to build a uh, membership platform? I think sometimes when you're going too big, when maybe you should start a little bit smaller is, is the way to go. Well, I think what, what would be an example? An example would be, you know, we see people with these big, grandiose ideas, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. But if they would have just started out with something nice and simple and get some customers in there, they're going to have a much better chance of success than, you know, really trying to boil the whole ocean in that first first membership site getting off the ground. So that would be my advice is keep it simple and execute on that idea. Just make any progress and you're going to find success eventually. Mm-hmm. It's very much like just doing, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're really building, whether you do the ongoing, whether you do the one time, it's very much just building a, creating product and selling it. And, and the delivery exactly. mechanism in this case might be Kajabi or, you know, a membership platform. Yeah, yeah there's all kinds of things out there to, to deliver it, but just getting it done and getting out there is step one, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting, man. Interesting. What are some of the? Do you have any interesting stories from people who've um, customers or people you know in the industry who are building membership sites? Your stuff that's either crazy or there's um, you know amazing success stories or huge failures. Do you have any cool stories? Well, I mean, we have all kinds of. Um, there's a couple of really weird topics that come up every once in a while that we see our, our Kajabi customers. Like one of the weirdest ones at the beginning is um, some lady had created a, a website called Strip and Grow Rich, and it was how it was how to be a successful stripper, and it was. It was from the the business side of it, like you know, you know how, how to treat your customers, how to get the most tips. And I was just like, wow, this is so creative. I never thought that someone would make you know. A, did you watch the videos? Did you, did you check it yeah, out? Yeah, yeah, we checked it out. It was very professional. Very like it really was like a business course, but about being a good stripper. It was hilarious. Wow, that's <laughs> you know, and it, it was all serious too. She had testimonials, the whole thing. It wasn't meant as a joke. So wow, so I mean. <laughs> strip, strip, grow grow. Rich. Yeah, I just found it. So she's still out there, huh? Yeah, I, I think so. And then uh, you know, all the creative um, like topics, you know, like there's a lady that has a, a, a Kajabi site on horse ballet, and it's about teaching you know your horse how to dance. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, and, and what that tells me is there is no end uh, to the possibilities of content out there. So when we first built Kajabi, we used to always say, you know, everybody's either good at something or they know someone who's good at something. So, I mean, everybody listening to this has access to uh, content or, you know, a, an opportunity to create some kind of online course or online membership. Right, right. Yeah, at some point, I mean, yeah, if you can have a site, I mean, stripping and growing rich, I mean, that's not, that'll probably take some practice to figure that out. Yeah, exactly. Um, horse dancing. Yeah, it's horse, horse ballet. 
Or yeah, and and she actually is doing well. She she does multiple six figures on her um, on her courses when she comes out with them. So wow, wow. So I mean, it's just about getting out there, get, getting some content out there, and there's success around the corner. You know. Nice so. man, that's that's so interesting. Anything else? Any other? What's the what's the crazy? Is the stripping one the weirdest one? No, let's see. There's always weird ones that we come across. I mean, like uh, just all kinds of weird, like how to massage your date, how to uh, just all kinds of just like how to fly a helicopter. Wow. How to pass? How to pass um, Navy SEAL training yeah. in the U.S. Navy SEALs? I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff out there. So. Yeah, yeah. I just noticed with uh, with this Strip and Grow Rich program, I'm on the website now, stripperschool.org. Stripper you can actually go and uh, there's mentoring. So you can get a stripper mentor to oh, mentor you how go. to be a stripper. Yeah, man. Pretty – the hustle so, hustle huddle. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> there's really no end to the, the possibilities of creating a membership site, you know. Absolutely, man. It's it's impressive, and it's cool seeing like how they change and how there really are no you know there really is no excuse. Like, if, if someone's trying to get into this or trying to make money or wants to make more money, there's so much opportunity out there. Whether you want to play a small game or whether you yeah. want to play a big game, yeah, there's really it's endless to the to the different niches and different interests online. So. Mm. Well, cool, man. We're coming right. up right on time. But before we go, tell me a bit more about uh, Kajabi, how it works, and why uh, why someone listening to this might want to sign up today and get started. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the Kajabi platform has had huge success, and we're so grateful and almost humbled by you know what we've been able to do for our customers and for uh, people out there. And uh, what what we're doing here in the future with Kajabi Next is going to be on a, on a massive scale because we've taken the best things in Kajabi. And we've simplified it and made it even more powerful with this new system. So I am just so excited to see the kind of the new businesses and the new courses that are going to be out there. And I'm just stoked. If anybody wants to find out about it, you just go to kajabinext.com and um, you can kind of see a little video on that. And it's it's really exciting uh, with what's just around the corner. Cool, man. Cool, man. Well, I guess that might uh, bring out some, some more stories, some more weird niches. From <laughs> I think, I'm sure it's only going to get weirder, man. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What about uh, tell me quickly about this megaphone app? What's the deal with that? Yeah, so you know when we first built Kajabi, um, Kajabi was good at two things. It was great at creating a membership portal, and it was great at creating launches and squeeze pages and you know all those marketing pages. And customers kept saying, "Man, if you, if you could just have like a you know, like a sales page, marketing page." platform you know that'd be awesome so about two years ago we started building this megaphone system and it has been people love it it's super easy to use um there's tons of templates in there you know within 30 seconds you can make an make an opt-in page you know connect it to your email provider like eye contact and fusion all those great systems out there and just another tool that we've created and we try to make them super simple and we want our customers to look really really good hmm. on, on their side so it's a beautiful simple application Okay. I've got an interesting question for you. Uh, it might yeah. be hard to answer. I don't know. Well, what's the difference between, say, Kajabi and other membership platforms out there like A-Member and Wishlist and that kind of thing? And then I'm, I'm curious as well about how does Megaphone compare to, say, Lead Pages or Unbounce and those other ones? What's the? How do you differentiate yourselves? Well, with, with Kajabi, I mean, Kajabi is its own platform, so it's self-hosted. So when you look at stuff like Wishlist, Wishlist is a, is a plug-in that you're going to have to install, and it's got to be on WordPress, and it's got to be on a host. So we really can't really compare those two but you know there is other options out there it's just our system is super easy to use and there's really no technology you don't, you don't have to know anything about technology to use them and then megaphone yeah there's all kinds of options out there um there's lead pages like you said unbounce um 
We just we like to focus on really really easy to use software, and on, on on the customer side, like you know what your page looks like when we're done is we want it to be beautiful and and it converts really well. And I think we've always been able to prove that that our pages do that really well, really well. And Megaphone is still delivering on that same promise. So. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll have uh, links to all that at kajabinext.com, megaphoneapp.com, and then kajabinext.com as well. In the show notes at themcmethod.com. Travis, thanks for coming on the show, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you want to discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Don't stay in our hearts on fire.